This is Random Randy Savage from Cult 45 Podcast, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you said people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 294 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. It's a pandemic. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Hey, stay at home if you're sick. Come and see me if you're thick. <laughs> <laughs> the words of our immortal Bernie Sanders. Thank you. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got a retro review at the beginning of our pandemic month for 1978's Dawn of the Dead. Before we get into all that, how is everyone doing? Mark Ellis Reagans, how are you? Uh, I have been better. <laughs> this is, this uh, pandemic is not... It's it's not it's it's a it's a horrible thing. It's actually a really horrible thing, and I shouldn't complain. I feel like an asshole complaining, but uh, yeah, it's kind of turning the world upside down. It's definitely turning my life upside down, and I'm not I'm not a fan of that. Not a fan of change. Are you working from home now? Yeah, luckily I do get to work from home, which means I had to completely move all of my podcasting stuff off of my desk <laughs> to make room for my computer. <laughs> so I am broadcasting live from a dungeon. So hopefully this goes well. If I apologize if uh, there's any audio uh, defects or whatever uh, in this week's episode, in the next few weeks. Uh, but, you know, we're going to do what we can. We're going to roll to 300. We're going to keep plugging away. Awesome. All right. Aubrey, what's going on? How are you surviving the pandemic of 2020? Um, It's going. I have bronchitis, so I was asked to stay home for two weeks from work just fine i get it it's a business decision um and then today virginia announced that pretty much all breweries the tasting rooms of them have to close and uh, we could do delivery or takeout i'm not quite sure how they're going to navigate that so we'll see it's crazy times it it certainly is certainly will they deliver to massachusetts that's 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 my question (laughs) (laughs) probably not um Damn it. But you never know. <laughs> you got to pay for the Massachusetts Uber. is like completely on lockdown. Yeah, you got to pay the Uber cost, Mark, but they'll, she'll, they'll drive up here and bring you the beer. That's mm-hmm. all right. That's all right. Can we have Aubrey bring it? Aubrey, can you bring it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe after my two weeks is done of, of my quarantine. But yeah. I thought Aubrey was bringing it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else I did uh, this week is I. Um, used my game capture card and I recorded myself playing a little bit of Animal Crossing. So pretty soon I will be making a video reviewing it. Awesome. Well, that is great to hear. Always nice to see more content on the way. As for me, my friends, uh, I wish I had anything interesting to report, but work is still 
absolutely fucking insane. <laughs> uh, the other night, it's what is it, Monday as we record this? So I would say Friday into Saturday, we got a pallet and a half of toilet paper. Oh, that's good. And I was told it was gone by 10.30 a.m. completely. Jeez. And then, so on Saturdays, we don't. We usually get our truck after the store closes. So I'll go in at 10 p.m. And then the truck can be there anytime between 10 p.m. and midnight. But on Saturdays, we get our truck early. So it comes, just, just a quirk of how the warehouse works on the weekend. We get our truck in the daytime. So we'll come in at 10 and the truck's already there. It just sits in the back room all day. So we went in Saturday night. And what was supposed to be a 1,200-piece load was, like, less than 100 pieces because <laughs> it was so busy during the day. The day crew was just tearing it down and putting it out, and it was selling faster than they could get it out of the back room. Wow. So we came in with, like, nothing to do all night Saturday. It was, I mean, it was, it was nice and relaxing, but it was really frustrating. And then yesterday, I just literally slept. I slept, like, all day. <laughs> All I did was watch movies. I watched three movies yesterday, and then I slept all around it, and that was it. So, it, it's just been rough. But we're, we're get, we're, we'll get through. It. We're fine. It is what it is. At least I'm working and I'm making money, so that's all that matters. Yep. Uh, but enough about us. Let's talk a little bit about us, Markellis. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast? All right, so everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you'll find some movie reviews from yours truly, a nothing theater, uh, theatrically released, just uh, older movies. Uh, you'll find some Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there so you can purchase some of our So Wizard t-shirts and sweatshirts and look good while you're representing the show. Another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Click on that big A, order your toilet paper, do your shopping, and receive your products. And uh, that way you'll be helping out our tiny little show. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find us on a Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora. We have a YouTube channel. Check out the videos. We have a Patreon page. You can support us monthly and receive bonus content from everyone here on the show. Shout out to all of our podcasting buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcasting Network. Back to you, Joey. All right, Markellis, do we have any news to talk about? Yes. Whoa, this is exciting. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. Okay, Markellis, lay it on us. Let's talk about news. All right, so actually there wasn't really a lot of things that happened, but there was one incident that uh, I figure is worth talking about. Uh, as you know, there's a TV show on Disney Plus called The Mandalorian that's uh, pretty popular. And they announced that an actress is going to be uh, joining the show, uh, or at least making an appearance on the show, playing a certain beloved Star Wars character. Uh, Rosario Dawson is, well, it was rumored, but I, I think you can pretty much confirm it, that she is going to be bringing Ahsoka to life. On the Mandalorian TV show. And of course, Star Wars fans being who they are, everyone loved it and thought it was a great idea. No one complained about it at all. I like Rosario Dawson, 
actually, I love her. I think she's amazing. So if she wants to join the show and play R5-D4, I have no complaints about that whatsoever. Uh, but yeah, it looks like she's going to be playing Ahsoka Tano. Uh, and I'm cool with that. It seemed like dream casting come true. So what do you guys think of Rosario joining a Mandalorian, at least for an appearance? Uh, Joey. All right. Well, I uh, I think that's cool. I really do like Rosario Dawson, not just because she's hot, but like she's also usually really good in whatever she's in. So that's no complaints there. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you. I never watch Clone Wars. You watch the movie, though, right? Like that awful two hour. Movie. I, yeah, I saw I saw that awful movie in the movie theater. So um, and I've I've tried. I'm like maybe four episodes in to season one for like the 15th time. I don't know what it is because I love Star Wars. I don't think I need to justify my love of Star Wars at this point in my life, but like I, I just can't get into it. I, maybe it's the animation. I, I don't know what it is. I've tried so hard and got so far, and in the end, <laughs> never really mattered. But I, I, I can't get into it. I watched more episodes of Rebels than I did Clone Wars, wow. and I didn't even really like Rebels all the time. I'm going to keep trying I'm going to keep plugging away. Um, and uh, people keep telling me at some point it'll click and I'll love the show. So in terms of like the character of Ahsoka Tano, I don't really care. Like I'm not like going to do, do black backflips around the house because she's coming to live action because I don't give a shit. Um, I have no connection to the character, but I'm excited for uh, Rosario Dawson to play her. And I'm excited uh, for more Mandalorian. I kind of I basically trust the people behind the scenes on that show at this point. To not make something stupid. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, Aubrey, are you familiar with with um, Ahsoka Tano at all? Um, not really, but I will take Rosario Dawson. When I saw that, I was like, oh, man, Mark must be so happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, Rosario Dawson cast is, yes, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how it goes. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure she's only going to make like a quick, like one episode appearance. I don't think it's going to be like a, a big, uh, thing that's going to change the whole TV show, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I know everyone's upset about Star Wars and just get over it. Well, for some reason, people think that they were going to have her voice actress play her in live action. Yeah. Yeah. And I can kind of see that. I can kind of see that because she, or, they, they, people are saying that they're going to dub Rosario Dawson's voice over with the voice actress. Right. Yeah. I mean, they did kind of do that with Darth Maul, so I can see why someone would think that, but there's there's no way that's going to happen. No. I really don't like the person that played uh, their voice. <laughs> like, as a person? <laughs> well, honestly, like, it, it's just this one thing. So, the Ashley Eckstein, I want to say, is how you say your name? Sure. So whatever, she seems like she's a great person, blah, 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 blah. She does a good job as a voice actress, blah, 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 blah. Zero issue there. But she also created a clothing line yeah. called Her Universe that they sell at my other job, <laughs> which is uh, very hot and topical, yeah. <laughs> which is fine. Um, they're, they're really cool clothes, I guess, if you're into the theme for whatever that collection is. There was a Avengers one that was really cool, but that's fine. Again, don't care. But one thing, we, we got in her autobiography that we were selling and as like flipping through it and reading a little bit of the like bio and stuff. And like what really put me off was like, 
the back cover was making this big deal about how like, oh, she like came from nothing and started this company and, and made clothes and blah, 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 blah. And then you read her bio and it's like she's married to a major league baseball player. Yeah. Do you know what the minimum, minimum, <laughs> the absolute worst player on the entire team, the person that sits on the bench and never plays, you know what they make a year? I don't know. In, uh, major League Baseball? What? Over a million dollars. So that was, it was definitely a huge, you know, step outside their comfort zone that they could have lost money making, uh, making stupid clothes, right? Yeah. It's not like me or Aubrey, like, started our own business. And like, man, if this fails, we're living in a box. <laughs> Like you make fucking a million bucks a year, you don't even have to work. <laughs> what are you talking about? So I don't know. That really pissed me off. Oh That's my, my story about why I was pissed off. That's a ridiculous yes. reason to be pissed off. How about the fact that she created a clothing line for women and girls to dress up as nerdy characters? We need more girls in the nerd culture, and she created a whole line for them. No, that's fine. It was just the the insinuation <laughs> that it was this big sacrifice for her to make a clothing company when she's rich. Yeah. Bill right. Gates like takes a risk money wise. Does it really matter? <laughs> no, it doesn't. All right, fair enough. <laughs> All right, so then uh, in other, um, whoa, there's more news. Eh, like not that much more, just a little bit more. Uh, so China looks like they're going to be getting their movie theaters back open uh, end of this month, beginning of April. Uh, and what they're doing is they're going to be releasing some older movies into the theaters so that. All of the revenue that the theater makes goes directly to the theater. It won't go to the studios at all, which I think is pretty cool. Um, so if they do get the theaters open back in America here, is what would be the one thing that they'll put on a big screen that would definitely get you back in the theaters to help support the theater itself and not the studio? Uh, for me personally, it'd be Monster Squad. They say, hey, we're, we're putting Monster Squad on a big screen. I am there day one. Uh, but that's just me. Aubrey, what about you? Um, well, our movie theaters that just announced will be closed until April 23rd. Mm-hmm. So if they reopen at that point, hmm, Lord of the Rings would get me back there. Oh, okay. Except it's free on Netflix right now, so I don't know. Yeah, but this is like the big screen, big fat theater, big fat screen, and you know the proceeds goes to help the uh, the movie theater itself. Um, then I choose Warrior, so I can watch that on the big screen. <laughs> Sit in the front row. <laughs> yes, all stretched and everything. <laughs> It'll be just me, sprawled out. There you go. There you go. All right, Joey, what about you, man? Um, I think they should take uh, the first four episodes of Kieran Gillen as selfie and edit them into a movie, much like the Clone Wars movie. <laughs> okay. No, I don't. Um I, I was surprised you didn't say Rise of Skywalker, Mark. Oh, that, that's number two. That, 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 that's like <laughs> okay. low-hanging fruit right there. <laughs> that's coming for you? All right. <laughs> you could just go sit in the theater by yourself and like watch it on your phone. <laughs> you have any friends that's, that, that used to work there that could just let you in to the back door or something? That's a great idea. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Yes, I'll take one ticket for Dora the Explorer, and then I'll just watch Star Wars. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It, just about any um anything cool, you know. I, I well, let's go real classic. They should bring back um, you know, some stuff that is a little under the radar for other people, but is awesome. And that it's hard, you know, it's hard sometimes to get people to watch stuff, but maybe they would see it if it's in the theater, like uh, Better Off Dead or uh, Night of the Creeps. Uh, be good. Yeah. 
some cool under the radar stuff that I, I think uh, Grease Two, <laughs> maybe in a sing along edition with the words on the bottom of the screen. God, Xanadu. Oh my God, Jesus. I'd be all over that. <laughs> I would the ro- theaters I- immediately close the next day again for another three months. I would roller skate into the theater if they were playing Xanadu. <laughs> I would pay money just to see you roller skate into the movie theater. <laughs> Oh man! All right. So, uh, yeah. Other than that, um, if you have Disney Plus and you did not get a chance to go see Onward on a big screen, uh, it is going to be coming to Disney Plus on April third, which is pretty cool. Uh, it is available now digitally. If you wanted to rent it for the weekend and, and check it out before, I think it's about twenty bucks. Uh, you can rent it, or if you have a little patience, wait until April third. And if you have Disney Plus, you can just stream it. On there, I love that movie. I definitely think it's worth it. Yeah, uh, Black Widow has been canceled. We don't know when that's coming out. So, uh, sorry, Joy. I know you're you're disappointed about that. I'm definitely disappointed about all these movies being pushed back. Because not just for the show here, where we go and use it for content all the time, but it was a main thing me and the kids did was go to the movies all the time. You know, so, and now we don't have that to do. So we have to spend time together and actually talk. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, with the world being upside down, there's no really big news. So thank God for Rosario yeah. Dawson. Most uh, most productions have shut down, so it's not a lot to talk about. But that's okay. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to do our retro review of Dawn of the Dead. Can you imagine a world immune to all forms of cancer? Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come for our fourth annual live stream for the cure. And this year, we need your help more than ever. Please join us May 27th through May 31st for 48 hours of live content from guests and podcasts around the world. We'll be aiming for our most ambitious goal to date as we try to raise $10,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. Please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com for more information on this year's event and how you can be a part of it. Together, we can make a difference. All right, and we are back. So it's the beginning of pandemic month on the podcast. Uh, doesn't really line up with an exact month, but the next three weeks we'll be talking about retro reviews of pandemic or viral outbreak themed movies. Each one of us picked a movie. My pick this week was Dawn of the Dead, 1978. Aubrey, what was your pick? 28 Days Later. Alrighty. And Markellis, what did you pick? Uh, well, originally it was Carriers starring Chris Pine and uh, Emily Van Camp. But I wanted to check it out first before I uh, subjected Aubrey to it. And about an hour into the movie, I'm like, well, that's off the table. (laughs) I've never seen it, so I'm glad. (laughs) I've never even heard of it. So, Uh, so, yeah, so I had to go to my backup, which was one of the Resident Evil ones. And I figured I'd start with number two because you don't really – they do a nice little recap in the beginning, so you don't really need to see part one. You can just jump right in. Awesome. Yeah. So Resident Evil Apocalypse, which I actually watched last night. <laughs> I did it's as well. So weird to be like so far ahead on what we're, what we're watching for the podcast, but that's great. So we had a chance to all watch Dawn of the Dead 1978. Uh, my pick for this month, uh, Pandemic Month, 
And let's uh, just ask a few questions before we start. Aubrey, had you ever seen this before? I saw the 2004 remake. Okay, but I you've never seen, seen this. this no. All right. Marcellus, I'm sure you have seen this before. <laughs> uh, you know, if you had asked me this last week, I would have said I've never seen it. Um, but as I started watching it, I remembered I did see this before and it scarred me when I was a kid. Oh. So I hadn't seen it since. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, obviously, I'd seen it before. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> so we'll start off, I guess, non-spoilers for a 42-year-old movie. <laughs> and then we'll go right into spoilers afterwards. Uh, Aubrey, what did you think of Dawn of the Dead? Um... I like keeping it, keeping in mind, keeping in mind that this is one of my favorite movies of all time. I like the remake more. <gasps> Where's boo this man? <laughs> <laughs> boo this man. <laughs> all right. I guess we'll come back to you later then. Uh, Mark Ellis, how about you? Yeah, this movie is a classic, uh, but I, I'm, I have to be honest. It, doesn't really hold up to modern movies. And I, I understand that it, it, it set the bar. It pretty much set the bar with, and everything that, that comes after it. But watching it now in the year 2020, I'm like, wow, this is, this is weird. This is just not, it is not like a normal movie at all. Oh, what? It's not bad. It's just, it's, it's tough to wrap your brain around it. Did you watch it recently, Joey? Or are you just going by I memory? I literally, literally watched it yesterday. Okay. And I literally watch it at least once a year. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I think it's a masterpiece. So, so that's I guess I'm the only one. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sure everyone will agree with you. This movie is a masterpiece. And yeah, 10-year-old Marcellus thought the first half of this movie was excellent. The second half he couldn't watch because uh, he had to cover his eyes. I think had I watched this movie when I was a child, I probably would have had a higher opinion of it. But... I saw the 2004 remake first, and I like that one better. <sighs> Joey's fuming right now. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll just jump into spoilers. So, Markel, let's go ahead and play the sound drop, and let's spoil a 42-year-old movie. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future, and I had to prevent it. All right. As always, let's start with some things we liked. Marcellus, what were some things you liked about this movie as you watched it? Uh, I liked. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna explain to you why I was scarred as a kid. Uh, I had never seen. Special- I'm a little I'm a little, uh, a little worried here because you keep saying it was the second half of the movie, but I thought the first half of the movie was scarier than the second half. Yeah, it it, it was it was, but the first. So I had never seen special effects like this before. At, at the tender young age that I was. And I I'm, I probably said this before um, on a the show. There's a part in the beginning where they're going through the, um, through the apartments. And this lady comes out and she bites the guy's arm. And you see her teeth sink into his flesh and rip it out with blood gushing all over the place. And I couldn't get that image out of my head ever. So when I saw when I started watching this movie, I'm like, oh, shit, this is the movie that scarred me as a kid. I Now I remember. So... Yeah, I I like the the fact that the effects were practical. I like that it kind of threw you right into the middle of it. And I liked um what's the what's the dude's name? The special effects guy. He was Sex Machine in uh D- Dust of Dawn. Tom Savini? Savini, thank you. 
thinking about that all day. I love that he, I love when he showed up and I love his name in the credits because he pretty much did everything. But yeah, I, I like the setup and I can see why someone would want to remake it. Um, but I just couldn't, I just couldn't wrap my brain around it. Hmm. All right. Uh, Aubrey, how about you? Um, I. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I mean, I like the idea behind it. It, it. it is a trailblazer for for what it was in the, its time. It is dated, in my opinion, though. So that kind of takes away the things that might have been good had I seen it a long time ago. You guys are killing me. <laughs> I, I really wanted to make sure I was watching the right movie. This is the one where the, the racist cop is like shooting everyone at the beginning of the movie, right? Yes. In the apartment uh, building. I, s- <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yes, this, that is correct. Okay. I, yes. did, I did love when uh, the guy was like, hey, do you, you guys have any cigarettes? And they're like, nope, 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 we don't have any cigarettes. And then the helicopter takes off and everyone pulls out a cigarette and starts smoking. <laughs> I wonder if the guy ever got cigarettes. Probably not. It's probably a zombie walking around with a cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> he never lit it. <laughs> Joey, tell us why you love this movie so much. And don't just say because right, it's well, awesome. No, it's not. Well, yes, it is awesome. But I love um, it drops you in in media res right off the bat. I love the beginning of the movie where they're all at the um, news station and it's just fucking chaos. Mm-hmm. And not with zombies like attacking. It's just the people that work there. Everybody's like running all over the place, arguing and fighting with each other. It really makes you it gives you a sense that society and everything is just breaking down like it really gives you that sense um i love one of my favorite things for any type of uh post-apocalyptic stuff is not like the main story (laughs) i talked about this a little bit on uh my patreon just joey episode last month but i love like just the minutiae of people living (laughs) in an apocalyptic setting like so the the whole part of the movie where it's just them like going to the mall setting up the mall living in the mall (laughs) i could watch that for like an hour i could watch that for days like that is like super interesting to me i know i'm that's very niche and not something that um other people might be interested in, but to me, like that's I, i find that super interesting so i could watch that for days and it's just the the whole way that the movie is just you know it's not going to turn out well and you're just waiting for that to happen um yeah some of the characters are dumb and some of the uh things they do are dumb but it never seemed like it was dumb to serve the plot like it was just part of their character so i mean i just i just think it it's great and and it's it's never like overly scary either i don't feel like this movie is scary there's, there's, I mean, Aubrey, was this too scary for you? No, it was kind of dumb. <laughs> there was a couple of good jumps in there. I, I, I found I found a couple of good ones. A little bit, but mostly it's just like kind of a creeping like dread of the world ending. So I like it. That's my thing. <laughs> but I guess with the good must come the bad. And since you guys don't like this movie because you guys <laughs> suck. um, what didn't you like about the movie Mark Ellis? Uh, no, it's not that I didn't like it. It's not a bad movie. It's a good movie for exactly what it is. But it's weird to watch something in 2020 
where there's a guy who, okay, he has a rifle. Uh, I'm talking about the um, fly guy, fly boy, that guy. Uh, he's shooting at the zombie, right? Like, you know, body shots, bang, bang, bang. And the other guy comes and like, doesn't tell him to stop, doesn't push him out of the way, doesn't do anything. He pushes the gun up with his gun, boom, headshot, right? And then looks at the guy like, that's what you're supposed to do. You shoot him in the head. And then you cut to <laughs> the guy shooting again at another zombie, just all body shots. And the guy does the exact same thing. Knocks the gun up, headshot, looks at the guy like, shoot him in the head, you, you asshole. He, he doesn't say that, but that's the, the implication. So them, like watching them kind of like fumble their way through trying to get this story told. It, I don't know. It It's weird to, to see something like that now. You know what I mean? Like you would think that that. I know this is like one of the first technical zombie movies, but you would think that there would be some kind of like, I don't know, like momentum or something to it. And it wasn't. It was just kind of like them putzing around. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> kind of the point, though. I mean, that's <laughs> the part I like the best. Huh? <laughs> There's a part where he's, he's telling her to run like zombies are coming and he's like, run, run. And he's like punching the zombies, you know, like, like punch them in the face. And she's just standing there. And he turns and looks at her again, run. And I'm like, run, just go up the hill, lady. Is that when they were at the um, refueling station? Yes. And he punches a zombie with like his entire body and falls on the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm like, D- would anyone really act like this during a zombie apocalypse? Like she could have gone down and like kicked them or shot or she could have did anything. But she just literally stood there. She was scared. It's more realistic. She was scared. All right. Whatever, Mark. <laughs> um, Aubrey, how about you? What didn't you like about the movie? It it fell flat. I agree with what Mark said. Like, it, it feels like they're just, you know, kind of walking around. There's no sense of urgency except from the actors. Like, the zombies don't seem that scary or anything. They just have, like, these weird purple faces and <laughs> are walking really slow and you can hit them with anything and they just fall down and die and i don't understand that because any other zombie movie i have watched like you it's almost like the coronavirus you want a six feet distance away from the zombie when you're trying to kill it or else it's gonna bite you and then you're gonna get infected and you're gonna be a zombie but here they are in the mall just like hitting these zombies back and they move so slow too that um, the dude falls on the ground with a zombie on him and he fights it off with no no sense of like I I wasn't afraid that he was going to get bit and die and then become a zombie. Like there was no sense of fear at all for me watching this movie that something bad was going to happen to these people because I mean, the zombie could have kept walking towards them. They could have went, made themselves some food, came back, and the zombie still wouldn't have been where they were standing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, um, there's zombies. They're supposed to be slow. But, like, single zombie isn't supposed to be that dangerous. It's when they are all together. So, but they were in the mall, and they weren't even that... No, they weren't dangerous together because they were all still moving slow. They they managed to shut the door on a whole bunch of them, and nobody got hurt or bit or anything. It doesn't help that they play goofy uh, carnival music whenever the zombies are walking around, too. Not that they're supposed what to be the threatening, hell? but it's like I, I, it's supposed to be. I, I 
took it as a commentary on how mindless people are when they go shopping, <laughs> which is fine. But man, it's weird to watch a zombie movie that's not um, that doesn't have like a, a super forward momentum in the year 2020. It's just odd. <sighs> what did you guys uh, think of the characters, uh, Mark Ellis? They did some dumb things. <laughs> it's a, some smart things. God, I, I wish I had written the characters' names down. Um, the blonde cop guy or the military guy, I forgot his name, but he just—he—it seemed like he did like a lot of foolish things uh, that got him into trouble, and it, eventually it did. And you know, eventually did. it seemed like Roger was taking some unnecessary risks um, and trying to find—I don't know—trying to have a little fun during a zombie apocalypse, and uh, it cost him. It it, it, it cost him. So, oh, spoiler alert—he he dies. I don't know. I, I I wanted more like focused energy. You know what I mean? And it just seemed like they were just kind of doing stuff to do stuff. Like, you know, Flyboy would go after the biker guys after the other guy told him not to, but he would like run through the mall and start shooting at these guys. Like, what was their plan? They were going to fight as a, the, those two guys versus all of the biker guys. And their immediate plan wasn't to let's get our shit, get in the helicopter and get the fuck out of here. No, that wasn't the plan. The plan was to hide, but um, Stephen decided he wanted to defend the mall. The two guys. Did you notice that the two the two main characters that died cared about material things. Uh... Stephen wanted his mall, and it was his mall, and he was going to defend it. And he got killed, and then Roger wanted his bag. That's all he cared about. I have to get my bag, and then he got killed. So. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I didn't. I. I did like the fact that um that uh, the the main guy who I, I think is the main guy was nice enough to hook up Flyboy and the girl for like a nice romantic dinner. I thought that was very nice of him to do during the zombie apocalypse. Uh, and I, I also liked the fact that she was like pregnant, but you constantly see her like smoking and having like glasses smoking of wine, and cigarettes, <laughs> and drinking. Because <laughs> like, it's the seventies. <laughs> yep, that's one way you knew it was an old movie is everybody smoked <laughs> all the time. Everybody. So yeah, I, I did. I did like the characters. I, you know, I I can see how this is like the like the base of what's going to come afterwards. You know what I mean? Yeah, Aubrey, what about you? Did you like these characters? No. <laughs> you want them all to get eaten? I thought that they were stupid. I thought that uh, what's her name, Francine? Yeah, was an idiot. She's just so annoying. She's just yelling for everybody to help her. She's so useless. So useless. She's pregnant. Well, I don't care. She didn't look <laughs> it. She didn't do a single thing. Hated her. And Steven, and, like, I just hated them all. <laughs> I thought that uh, what's-his-face was Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, Peter. The Peter. Oh. I thought it was Lawrence Fishburne. And I actually looked it up because I, he sounds like him. And he kind of looks like he would be a young Lawrence Fishburne. It's not him. And I was just disappointed by that. But I, they were all very useless. They were all very annoying. Even uh, Steven ran into issues with the dude in the um, the basement of the mall or wherever it was with all the pipes and everything, the electrical room. And he had one job, and that was to kill the dude in the electrical room, and he almost failed at that. How? The dude walks like half a step to every Steven's two. I don't get it. It just made me angry. You know what character I actually really did like was the monk, the blue monk with the tambourine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That was the worst. That reminded me of being at a hardcore shows when I was in high school and the Harry Krishna guys would there, be there harassing everyone to buy stuff out front. Yep. I was like, man, this guy is getting plenty of spotlight in this movie. Good for him. Or the, the zombie no, carrying you. the zombie carrying the gun backwards. <laughs> when I had the gun to his face <laughs> through the whole back half of the movie. Oh, yeah. And then he switched him out with a different gun at the end. <laughs> well, I... Uh, I guess I, I I don't think you're supposed to really like um, Stephen very much. He's kind of an idiot. He uh, they they specifically tell them stay upstairs. You might hear some gunshots. Then he runs downstairs anyway and leaves her upstairs without a weapon. Right. And 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 he's he, he's useless. So other than flying the the uh, helicopter, he's completely useless. So he can barely kill that one zombie in the in the boiler room. Then the whole time he's like, oh, I don't know about, you know, teaching her how to fly the helicopter, which is a good idea. But, you know, he's like, I don't want people to see the helicopter flying around, blah, 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 blah. Then he finally relents. And what happens? <laughs> the whole reason that biker gang knew where the mall was because he was teaching her how to fly the fucking helicopter. <laughs> so that guy's very unlikable. I was, I was happy when he died. Um, Roger was kind of annoying just because he seemed like. I, like he wasn't taking it seriously, you know, like, like he's like, yeah, man, we got this man. You're right. <laughs> and then he's dead, you know, and, and Francine was, was pretty annoying too, just cause she had a lot of crying and, and stuff. But I did love Peter of, uh, I love that actor in the role. Um, Ken Furry is awesome. He, he was also on Keenan and Cal for almost the entire series. So if you ever watch that on Nickelodeon, <laughs> who loves orange soda? There you go. So, um, yeah, Peter was my favorite character. He seemed to have his head on straight and uh, knew what they needed to do to survive in the mall. But then he was going to kill himself at the end of the <laughs> movie. Yeah, I, that I didn't understand at all. I'm like, oh, that's too bad. Because I, I just assumed it was just going to be a downer ending. Uh, that everyone dies. But then he like has the hero moment. <laughs> and they play the hero music as he's like beating zombies on the way to the helicopter. Yeah, he's just kind of like, ah, fuck this. <laughs> He, he just waited long in the other room long enough for a uh, extremely 70s zombie with a big afro to come in the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean, I don't personally like any of the characters except for Peter. Um, that was about it, though. So mm, I did like yeah. that he I did like that he killed a racist cop at the uh, at the beginning of it. Yeah, that I thought was pretty cool because you didn't know who it was. <laughs> I was yeah, I was taken aback. Um I had forgotten about that part, like of the movie, and then all of a sudden the cops are flinging around uh, <laughs> some words that were very offensive, and I was like, "Oh, good lord, <laughs> I forgot about that." And then uh, they were chasing uh, Peter through the mall, and uh, Tom Savini was like, "I'll get that chocolate man." Oh yeah. <laughs> oh <right>. Jesus! <laughs> it was the seventies. It was the seventies, guys. This is a much different time. <laughs> I, I, I watched this movie on Betamax. That's how long ago it was. Wow. Yeah. True story. Shout out to my wow. buddy, Tony, that uh, watched this movie religiously and made me watch it. <laughs> All right. Well, Dawn of the Dead, 1978. Let's get a score. What did you think, Aubrey, on a score of zero to five, five being the best and zero being the worst of this movie? I'm going to give it a uh, 2.5. I didn't hate it, but I feel like I would have had a much different opinion of it had I not seen the 2004 version first. All right. Well, I'm not going to ask you what you thought of the 2004 version because <laughs> we may end up having to do that as the <laughs> pandemic rolls on. So, uh, Mark Ellis, how about you? 
yeah, I'm gonna give it a three. I really oh, just like Bloodshot. <laughs> yep, just like Bloodshot. I really like the part where um, Roger comes back from the dead underneath the sheets, yep. and then he gets shot in the head. That I thought was really cool. I love that whole scene. And it's like, okay, I can see where where that type of thinking about a zombie apocalypse like comes in handy. Like you can see, like that's the seed for like Walking Dead and all this other shit that comes afterwards. So uh, yeah, based on that, I give that all oh, that just that that amazing scene. I give it a three out of five. Well, I, as I said before, think this movie is a masterpiece. I love it to death. It's great. I give it a five out of five. I could like I do watch it all the time, but I could watch this all the time. <laughs> it's it's great. It, it is so good. Uh, hopefully, other people will like it more than you two. I do, I'm sure everybody loves this movie. Everybody loves it. When the the theme music started to play at the end, I'm like, holy shit! That's that's really famous. That's famous music. Like, I've heard that a hundred times, not in uh, Dawn of the Dead. Well, our final question for our Pandemic Month movies. Uh, Marcellus, would you be able to survive in this pandemic? In that particular one? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think I would be able to. Um, I wouldn't be able to build a fake wall, but I can definitely survive on spam and uh, whatever all that other stuff was in those boxes. So, yeah, I can, I can survive at least, you know, at least a month. All right. Uh, Aubrey, how about you? Yeah, I mean, I can walk faster than they can walk, so <laughs> I think I'd be pretty good. <laughs> how do you feel about spam, though? I'd be in spam, so not a big deal. Yeah, it comes with its own can opener. You gotta love that. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think I'd be okay. I could definitely uh, walk faster than the zombies, and I love spam. <laughs> that was I used to have spam every single day when I was a kid, and... uh in my lunch, it was uh, spam and cheese on rye from my grandmother. Wow. So. <laughs> it sounds disgusting. When I've bought it in the past couple of years, just out of nostalgia to make myself some sandwiches. And, you know, you, you open the can, you turn it upside down, and you squeeze the can, <laughs> and it goes <laughs> and like falls out of the can. It's covered in like schmegmometer. Um, I, I literally thought my kids were going to vomit when, uh, <laughs> when I took it out, and none of them would eat it. Oh, it's good so. fried, too. Anyway, <laughs> enough about spam. <laughs> Let's uh, wrap it up. Let's get some recommendations. Aubrey, what do you got for the listeners out there? Recommend everybody just stay home because I want to go back to work. So stay home, get it over with, and it'd be great. Sounds good. Marcellus, how about you? Uh, yeah, I want to recommend uh, a couple of other podcasts. Uh, I was a guest on uh, So I Married a Movie Geek during their fantasy movie draft 2007. Uh, so, uh, yeah, listen to that. The latest episode of So I Married a Movie Geek. And when it's time to vote, uh, vote for me. But, you know, listen to everyone else. But, you know, vote for your boy if you feel so inclined. Uh, and also the latest episode of my K-pop podcast, K-pop Cosmos, is out now where we talk about the grandfather of the K-pop movement, Psy, P-S-Y. So, uh, yeah, check those out. Do you talk about when he was on the American Music Awards and did a mashup with MC Hammer? Uh, no, I think we kind of glossed over that part. We only, we only covered the highlights. That's, that's too bad. That was actually really awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, I will suggest everyone goes to sowizardpodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page, movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. So is podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, just about anywhere under the sun. You get your favorite podcast. We will be there. 
Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search So Wizard Podcast. You'll find hours of free and exclusive content. Adam just dropped a new Star Wars talk about the same Mandalorian casting we talked about this week. So it'll be interesting to see his take. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com backslash So Wizard Podcast. You can support the show monetarily and get extra exclusive episodes of the podcast. This month, we did our retro review, Little Shop of Horrors. I'll be dropping my talk about Castlevania and Outsider in a couple days. And then next month, we'll be doing The Hunt, which I think might be the last real new movie we do for a long time. Yeah. Can't leave the taste of bloodshot in our month, in our (laughs) mouth. So even though it got three stars from Mark Ellis, but. (laughs) (laughs) That's because I'm a high grader. I'm embarrassed that I did that, but I had to be done. I'm sorry. A three star review of Bloodshot. From Marcellus is the new uh, Wayne from the Countdown making Saving Private Ryan only the number seven best war movie of all time. <laughs> anyway, uh, I will suggest that you jump on to, if you have it, if you have a PlayStation Four, uh, jump on to PlayStation Network, download the demos that have just come out in the last couple of days. Uh, we got a demo of Final Fantasy VII Remake, and there's a demo of Resident Evil Three. I haven't played either of them yet, but I did make sure to download them. Uh, and I've heard really good things about both. I'm pretty excited to check them out on my day off. But yeah, that's uh, and also check out Animal Crossing on the Switch. Uh, I got that for my son, and that's all he's been doing for about three days now. So <laughs> 72 hours of Animal Crossing for Colin. But that's all def- I've been doing too. There you go. Definitely, uh, definitely some stuff to keep you busy. But that is going to do it for episode 294 of the So Wizard Podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. So long, and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Uh, everybody wash your hands, and uh, let's get through this together, folks. Wakanda forever. We'll see you next week for 28 Days Later. Good journey. <laughs>